This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 638. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 638. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Oh, I'm excited to be here today because we're going to talk about quitting, which might be one of my favorite topics. So I think that when it comes to quitting, we often shy away from things that we quit. And I want to encourage us to share the things that we quit because I think that we have given quitting a really bad rap and we've made it seem like quitting is something that renders us powerless when oftentimes quitting is an indication that we are becoming more powerful. And I want to invite you to really see the significance of that. And I want to invite you to do some mental reframes around quitting in your life. So of course, there's times where we might quit something and shy away from it because we're nervous or scared and we don't feel ready. And then we might carry guilt or shame around that. And that might just be where we need to be in the moment. Or it might be like we catch ourselves and we're like, that wasn't the right choice in that moment. And sometimes that can absolutely be the case. And also, there are so many times that we quit things because it allows us to make space for our future, because it allows us to take the next step in growth, because it is 
an opportunity to quit things that are no longer serving us. And sometimes because quitting has such a bad rap, we don't own that quitting is absolutely the right choice. And it is a thing that we should be really owning and feeling positive about instead of maybe hiding or feeling sheepish about or maybe even feeling like guilty and shameful about. So I have to say, This whole conversation came up because over the last couple of weeks, I've had multiple conversations with clients around quitting, and it's been really interesting to see how they framed it in different ways. And in all of these situations, the quitting has always seemed to carry levels of like conflicted feelings. And so it might be someone deciding to quit a job and move full-time into their business that they've been building and they feel like, oh my gosh, but I don't want to let down a boss or let down colleagues or let down clients at one job before I go all in on the thing I'm building myself. In another situation, I have a client who's changed jobs multiple times in the last year, and she was feeling really uncomfortable and having a hard time wrapping her head around like, what does that mean about her? And as I had these conversations with clients over the course of a couple of weeks, I was like, okay, (laughs) we need to talk about this because the stories and the narratives that we have around quitting can really, really hold us back. So I want to give a specific example. I'm going to share a client story and sharing with permission. She said I could talk about this on the show because after we talked about it and I started thinking about it, I was like, oh my goodness, I feel like this is really relatable to other people. And I want to share it with you all my audience. So I asked this client if I could share a bit of her story. And she said, yes, absolutely. Because she had such a huge mental shift around this. And it really helped her move into a place of shying away from the story of her last year and her career path. And really then just seeing like why it would be so powerful to own her story and really rewrite the narrative. So my client has changed jobs over the course of the last year four times. And as we were walking through her coaching session, she was talking about that this is a struggle for her. She was talking about kind of this heaviness that she's carrying around this person that has made a professional change so many times in a short amount of time. And I said, well, I don't see this as a negative thing. And I said, I hear what you're saying, but what if you looked at it from this perspective that every time you changed positions, you moved up in the next position and you got a raise. And so then she started looking at what her titles were. And she actually like wrote this out and sent it to me where she looked at like what her titles were in each position and what her income was in each position. And we were able to see how she had moved up in rank and title multiple times across these four different positions and doubled her income in the course of a year. So my invitation to her was, well, instead of feeling shame or guilt or discomfort around quitting, let's not carry the story of quitting. Let's carry the story of growth that you changed career paths four times this year in order to up-level your title and your ability to lead and your ability to have impact multiple times with every change. You changed your ability to support your family in significant ways, multiple times at every move, she moved up the salary ladder to the point of having doubled her income by the time she'd gotten through four job moves in the last year. And not just doubling her income, but like getting her income to a point, a place where she didn't know she could go. And there's tremendous, tremendous power in that. And as she was writing this down and we were talking about it, she was emotional about it because she was able to recognize that instead of this being the story of, 
hardship this year. This is now a story of redemption. And if you can look at quitting as a story of growth or a story of transformation or a story of redemption, then, oh my gosh, there's so much power in that. So I want you to think about some things that you might quit that would actually be considered up-leveling. And this is really the reframe I've been giving my clients as we've been having these conversations is, but what if every time you quit, you were up-leveling? Instead, we like we think of quitting as like we're sitting down. <laughs> but what about every time you're quitting, you're stepping up? And in these clients that I've been working with in the last few weeks, my business coaching clients, like all of them are like, yeah, like every time I quit something, I'm stepping up. In no circumstances were any of them quitting something in order to like lay down and take a nap. Not saying there's anything wrong with laying down and taking a nap, but that was not the case in any of these clients' situations. And so I wanted them to really recognize that like every time they were quitting, they were up-leveling. So I want you to think about some things that you might quit and the stories you might tell yourself around these things. So maybe you are quitting a job. Maybe you're quitting certain tasks or chores. I know I have a good friend who is constantly talking on social media. She runs an eight-figure business, so multi-million dollar business. And she talks about like, I don't do laundry. (laughs) Like if you come to my house, it's going to be dirty. I don't cook. All of her food is like delivery and ordered out and prepared meals and things like that. Because she quit doing that stuff because she recognized as a single mom that she had to quit a whole bunch of things in order to build the business she wanted to build and also have time with her kids. So she quit a whole bunch of stuff around the house and she doesn't have a partner to pick it up. So there's things that just don't get done. Now her kids help out and then she has some hired, some people who she pays to help her with different things, but she's fully admits there's just like a whole bunch of things that don't get done. What if you were to quit time fillers? So things that just fill your time and you think that like they look good, like I don't know, maybe like being a volunteer role or showing up in an organization or sitting on a board or a committee where you're just kind of sitting there and it's just kind of like filler. You're not invested. You're not necessarily like doing a whole lot, but you're just kind of like checking a box. That's a time filler. Maybe quitting volunteer roles. So volunteer roles might be good for a season and good for a specific reason in your life at a certain time. And also they might not be good for a certain season or a certain reason at a certain point. Maybe you have quit caregiving in certain contexts. And so you've recognized, I've seen this on multiple ends. So for example, I quit caregiving my child during work hours when he was really, really young, even though I very much thought I was going to be a stay-at-home mom or a work-from-home mom who had like a kid on my hip the whole time and quickly realized that that was not something that was going to be allow me to be my best self at all. So I quit being a full-time caregiver in the home. Maybe you have quit caregiving in other contexts. So maybe it's with a sibling or maybe it's with a parent or maybe it's with another relationship where you are just no longer able to show up in the ways that you had been, or maybe the nature of what was needed just no longer allowed for you to be in that space. So this happens a lot as we have aging parents and we can be a caregiver to a certain point. And then we have to say, sometimes set boundaries and say, I'm not qualified and my parent needs a higher level of care and that can't come from me for whatever the reason might be. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters 
are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Another thing we might quit is giving energy in certain ways. So I know this has been like really, really important in relationships for me lately is recognizing how am I going to give energy and relationships that light me up? And then how am I going to stop giving energy, quit giving energy in relationships that have been sucking me dry? And there's been some really significant changes I've had to make in some relationships to recognize like, I can't give to this relationship in the way that I was because it was compromising my mental health in a certain way, or it was the relationship was not reciprocated enough to make it worth my time. And so I had to quit showing up in certain ways. There might be other ways where you're giving energy that just might not make sense anymore. So whether that's energy in a relationship, whether that's just a time exchange of energy, whether it's a money exchange of energy, might just be something you need to quit. I've quit giving time this year. I've quit giving money this year. I've quit giving emotional support this year in a lot of different ways because I was recognizing like, if I'm doing this here, it's taking away from something I can do somewhere else. In fact, 
an area where I used to financially give, I quit in the last six months giving in the capacity that I was because I was really clear that I wanted to be prioritizing that money for something else that felt like a better fit and a better cause. And it had to be a little bit of an uncomfortable no when people reached out to be like, hey, like, are you going to give to the thing again this year? And we can always count on you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, actually, no, I'm not able to do that this year. I've decided to prioritize a couple other things. That felt uncomfortable. And it was definitely, it's like a place where I've given kind of publicly. And I was like, "Mm -mm, that feels a little weird. But also, I want to be giving financially somewhere else. And I had to pick between the two. Also, the place where I say no to, and I was saying, I'm going to quit giving money. I'm giving a lot of time there. So I'm saying like, I'm choosing to give with the time this year instead of money. And I'm also choosing to give money in other places. So this financial ask that you're making that I know I've given to a lot in the past, like every single time you've asked, it's a no right now. But quitting that allowed me to up-level giving in another capacity financially in a place that really mattered to me. And it also allowed me to up-level giving time in a place where I was like, I'm gonna be resentful if I'm giving time and money here. So I'm picking between the two. Another thing you might be quitting is Spending emotional bandwidth or energy. So like, where are you spending your emotional time? Where are you spending your resources? And then where are you spending your physical time? So you might quit spending time in certain places. You might quit spending emotional resources in certain ways, in certain capacities. You might also have quit. You might be considering quitting, or maybe you have quit sacrificing your self-worth or sacrificing your identity or sacrificing your self-care and your self-nourishment or sacrificing who you are becoming. Anytime you quit any of those things, you're automatically up-leveling. If I quit sacrificing my self-worth, I am up-leveling. I'm deciding like, I'm no longer, I'm gonna stand in my worth in this situation. I'm no longer gonna self-sacrifice my self-worth because of X, Y, Z. Or I'm no longer going to sacrifice my identity. I quit sacrificing my identity. So instead, I'm going to really step into this a certain title or reject a certain title, whatever the case may be. I'm going to quit sacrificing self-care. Oh my goodness. If I quit sacrificing self-care or self-nourishment, that's definitely going to be up-leveling because it means I'm going to be creating more space to do that, inviting more self-care, self-nourishment into my life. And I'm going to quit sacrificing who I am becoming or who you are becoming. And then that automatically creates space for you to really step into who that person is, right? So thinking through all these things that we quit And sometimes as we're in the process of shifting roles and identity and time and energy and resources around quitting, sometimes we don't recognize that all we're doing in these energetic shifts or these time shifts or these shifts of resources is up-leveling. We're quitting jobs to make space for the next thing that's better that's maybe more aligned, that or maybe allows us to own our gifts in a more powerful way. We're quitting relationships and certain relationships so that we can be more present in other relationships. We're quitting tasks and chores so that we have more time for the things that matter most, that are most aligned with our values. We're quitting volunteer roles so that we can choose to spend time in a way that makes the most sense to us right now. All of that is up-leveling. We're quitting sacrificing time and energy in certain ways because we recognize we want to up-level the ways that we are spending our time and energy. So really looking at what are the stories you tell yourself when you go to quit something and how can you shift that narrative so that it serves the story of who you are becoming? Because sometimes, especially if you're a high achiever or a perfectionist, you decide to never quit anything and then you're bitter and real tired (laughs) or you decide to never quit anything and you have too many things on your plate and you don't do any of them to your best ability 
or you decide to never quit anything and you're so spread thin that you don't get to shine in any capacity. And I have definitely been guilty of this one where I take on, I mean, the time that I owned the gym and was running the podcast at the same time. It's a great example where I felt like I was so spread thin that I was doing none of it well. And I was, I loved all of it, but I knew that in order to up level in the way I wanted to up level, I absolutely had to quit something. And I had to quit something that I loved and something that I built and something that was carried a lot of value in my community, carried a lot of value in terms of my identity and how I showed up in the world. But I knew that I had to quit it if I wanted to, I had to quit one thing in order to up level the other thing. And it took me a long time to wrap my head around that. So I want you to start shifting that narrative around quitting in your world because I want you to think about what it really means. I want you to think about why you really quit. And I want to give you five examples, and this is not an exhaustive list, but five reasons that perhaps you quit that maybe you aren't able to see. So I'm thinking back to my clients that I was talking to over the last couple of weeks and how I've talked them through these reframes around quitting and how I've allowed them to see that quitting can absolutely be up-leveling. And as they've been able to see that, they've been able to see why they quit, why they made this change, why they prioritize these changes, even if they were really scary or really uncomfortable or really like full of nerves and probably a little bit of excitement in some in a lot of cases, but just full of nerves. So the first reason you maybe quit was because you understand your worth in more powerful ways now. So a lot of times we stick with things until we get to a certain point of being like, wait a minute, <laughs> I deserve more, or I deserve better, or this is not doesn't make sense anymore. I'm capable of more, I'm worthy of more. So we quit. That's a great reason to quit something because you're understanding your worth in a more powerful way. A second reason you might quit something is because you've learned to own your talents and your gifts. Oh my goodness, I have talked to so many people about this recently where as you decide to really intentionally hone in on your gifts and talents, you recognize how many things that you do that are not in your best gift and talent skill sets. And you're like, wow, if I could quit doing the 50% of the things that I'm like just okay at in order to spend 100% of my time in my best gifts and talents, what would that mean? First of all, I would love my work way more and I would have bigger impact and I would progress farther in my gifts and talents because I was dedicating all my time and energy to them. So oftentimes you're quitting because you learn to own your gifts and your talents. And instead of staying stagnant in things that maybe weren't your best gifts and talents, you've made that really conscientious shift or conscientious choice to shift into those strongest gifts and talents. And oh my goodness, the opportunities that open up when we do that, when we decide that I'm going to go full time into one thing or that I'm going to go more in on one thing or all in on one thing to own my gifts and talents. And sometimes that's a lot of practicing them saying out loud which I've been doing a lot of lately as I talk about speaking and corporate speaking and keynote speaking. And the more I talk about it and the more I own that the thing I'm really, really good at is getting on stage in front of a whole bunch of people. I'm really, really good at that. And the more I say that out loud, you know what happens? The more opportunities I have to get on stage in front of a lot of people. If I'm quiet and shy about those things, then I'm not opening those doors. So as we learn to own our gifts and talents and speak them to the world and let people know that those are our gifts and talents, suddenly quitting a whole bunch of other things becomes way more clear because we're like, oh, but that's not the thing I'm best at. I don't need to be making space for that. I need to be making space for the thing that I'm really, really good at. A third reason you quit, because you have cultivated a stronger sense of who you are becoming and how you want to give your time and energy to the world. Oh, this is a big one. And this is definitely one I was actually 
talking to a company recently, a big company whose name you would definitely recognize, about a series they were wanting me to potentially come in and speak on that I offer. And one of the things we were talking about is as your company integrates into this post-pandemic world, how are you recognizing and making space for everything that your employees have been through? Because how you, who your employees are now is not who they were two years ago. And people have a very different sense of who they are becoming and how they want to give time and energy to the world as a result of all the events of the world over the last two years. And what we're seeing with that is as a result, people are like, I know what I want to do and I know it's worth it to me and I know what my strengths and talents are and I know how to leverage them in different ways and I'm really not willing to compromise on those other things anymore. There's a whole bunch of things I don't want to compromise on. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. So the conversation I was having with this person was, how do we make space and for people to own and acknowledge that when I walked out of this office two years ago and the world went virtual, I was a different person than I am now. And as we're walking back into the office now, how can we create spaces and permission for people to be fully integrated as the people they are they have become over the last two years and the people that they are becoming as we continue to move forward? So I know many of you have either quit or are considering quitting things because you have cultivated a stronger sense of who you are becoming and how you want to give time and energy to the world because you've survived the last two years. And you're like, oh, hmm. as it turns out, I see myself in a different way now. I see my gifts in a different way. I see my priorities in a different way. I see who I am and who I'm becoming in a different way. And as a result of that, I'm ready to quit some certain things and then create space to say yes to some other really specific things create an opportunity to say yes to up-leveling in certain ways. Another reason you might have quit is because you have a greater sense of discernment 
around what really matters, how you can have the most impact, and who deserves the best parts of you and your gifts. Oh my goodness, discernment, discernment, discernment. So this really piggybacks on what I just said about creating a stronger sense of who you are becoming and how you want to give your time and energy to the world. But when you have this greater sense of discernment around what really matters, we make decisions really differently. And so a lot of our no's become more clear and a lot of our yeses become more clear. And we can see how we want to have more impact or the most impact. And we can see more clearly who deserves the best parts of us. And sometimes people that treat us horribly or people that just don't honor us so maybe it's just treat people who treat us mediocrely. <laughs> Is that a word? Mediocrely? <laughs> they don't deserve the best parts of us. And because we have a heightened level of discernment, having been through everything we've been through in the last two years, it's pretty clear now when we want to move on. It's pretty clear when we're like, is this yes or no? We have a good sense of that. And so it's easier for us to, I'm not going to say it's easy for us to quit things, but it's easier for us to have clarity around what we want to walk away from or what we will no longer stand for, or where we will no longer stand in alignment, or who we're going to stand with, and who deserves the best parts of us. And we're so many of us women, especially are like walking away from the toxicity, from toxic masculinity, from toxic workplaces, like we're just like, peace out. If you can't respect and honor my worth as a woman or a mom, bye. (laughs) Whether that is in your family, whether that's in your extended family, whether that is with like Uncle Bob at the Thanksgiving dinner table, whether that is at work, whether that's in your church community, what like, we just have such a different sense of discernment around what really matters and who deserves the best parts of us. And that makes us absolutely worthy of quitting. And it really helps us validate quitting in order to make space to up level. And then the fifth way, fifth and final way that you reason that you might be quitting is because you recognize that the only way to step into your future is to make space for your future. And so once you can recognize that oh, the only way to really step fully into the thing I want to do, the way that I want to show up, the person I want to become is to close the door on some of the parts of the person that we were. And sometimes that's a gradual little bit at a time. And sometimes it's just like a big slam the door shut and a goodbye. But the significance of that is just cannot be overstated. The only way to step into your future is to make space for your future and to make space for your future often requires quitting things. A good friend of mine recently moved to Maui and she had to quit a bunch of things in order to move to Maui. And it was a really significant and powerful moment to watch her walk through that. And I'm still watching her walk through it and looking at all the things that she really conscientiously quit because she knew she was making space for her future. She was having that discernment around who deserves the best parts of her and how what matters most and who is she becoming and who gets the best time and her best energy and how is she going to really own and leverage her gifts and talents and how is she going to step into her worth by honoring her lifelong dreams in the most powerful ways. She had to make space for her future and that was, it involved ending all sorts of different things. And making all sorts of shifts in her relationship, in her world, related to her professional life, related to where she was living, because she did not live in Maui previously. So she was like packing up and letting go of real estate and letting go of belongings and shifting relationships and all sorts of things to make space for her future. Very similarly, when I left my gym, when I sold my gym, I had to walk away from something to make space for my future. And it was, oh my goodness, it was so incredibly overwhelming and difficult and layered in emotion 
But also it came after this period of discernment and it came after this really clear sense of who I was becoming and owning my gifts and knowing that if I stayed in that gym environment, the way for me to leverage my gifts was going to stay, the circle was really small. Now, relatively speaking, like I still got to impact many, many lives in that environment, but I also could see the trajectory in building a bigger stage. And in order to build the bigger stage, which was the podcast, I had to walk away from a different stage, from a smaller stage, because I didn't, I'm one person. (laughs) I couldn't do both at the same time. And I couldn't honor myself and do both at the same time because I would have had to step back from other things like my family, which I was actually doing when I was trying to do both at the same time. Like no one in my family was winning at that time. So those are four reasons that you might be quitting right now. And if you can look at those and recognize that every time you quit for one of those reasons, you are up leveling. When you quit because you understand your worth in more powerful ways, you are up leveling. When you quit because you have learned to own your gifts and talents in more powerful ways, you are up leveling. When you quit because you have cultivated a stronger sense of who you are becoming and how you want to give your time and energy to the world, you are up leveling. When you quit because you have a greater sense of discernment around what really matters, how you can have the most impact, and who deserves the best parts of you or your gifts, you are up leveling. And when you quit because you recognize the only way to step into your future is to make space for your future, you are up leveling. So I want you to take a minute as you walk through the day today and move through the day to look at where you have quit recently or maybe historically and or maybe where you're looking to quit right now. And how can you frame that in a way that you can see that the only way up is to quit something now. The only way to move up is to make space for your future by closing some doors. And I'm going to invite you to give yourself permission to shift some perspective on that so that you can see your power in quitting and you can see the up-leveling in quitting rather than carrying that shame, guilt, narratives around that you walked away from something or that you quit something or that you told someone no. And instead, really look at that as an intentional, powerful way to up-level your life. If this episode has been helpful, please, please share it out. I know that there are so many people going through growth and transition right now who need this support, who need to be able to reframe how they see quitting in order to see their power moving forward. So I invite you to share this episode out. As always, you can share on social media and tag me at Shameless Mom Academy. And I love resharing your stories when you share the show. And I will be back here on Wednesday with a fantastic episode. Until then, know that I'm in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. 
Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.